What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey guys, Scott here, and I just wanted to give you a quick heads up before we get into the episode. There's a possible trigger warning as we talk to a 911 operator and we cover topics like death and suicide. If those things make you uncomfortable, this might not be the episode for you. Thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the NGMI Podcast, or if you're new here, welcome to the NGMI Podcast. Today we have two special guests. One, two actually, from Chicago. Jack's home place, home state, home sh- home city, home Sorry. city. Always confused. I, well, I'm from the suburbs, Illinois and <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, you could say it, yeah. but if you're from Chicago, people will judge you hard. I know. Well, I'm so, not. <laughs> <laughs> we have Tom, a former 911 operator, and we also have Brian, who is an extreme pogo sticker. <laughs> is I'm that sure. how you? Is that the appropriate way to say that? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. There's no correct way yet. It's either like pogoer, jumper, jumper blaster, whatever you want to call it. Jumper blaster. I like that one. Can yeah, you imagine good. putting that on LinkedIn? Yeah, extreme that's extreme jumper blaster. Title. <laughs> <laughs> Recruiter reaches out to you. They're like, what the fuck does this guy do? Man? <laughs> By the way, I'm so sorry that I didn't bring a second mic. I wasn't I wasn't aware. I didn't know. That was that was all on it's me. Fucked up, Scott. Our pog- you know, us pogoers, we just jump in. So, you know. <laughs> Hey. He's got the pogo puns. Oh. <laughs> All right, so um, how do we how do we kick this off? Really, I mean, how do we how do we jump right into this? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll kind of tell you maybe yeah, how I how I just even applied for the job because I feel like that's just yeah, a weird say, thing to many, do. Right? Not many people go for that type of job, right? Yeah, let's like, just get no. started with your. Do you go to school story? to be a nine one one operator? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you do, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> you wasted four <laughs> years or whatever that would that would take, but. Um, yeah, I was actually was working like a corporate job at a logistics tech company, super stressed, was working like 10 to 14 hours a day. And where I'm from in Chicago, um, in our neighborhood, like everyone's a Chicago city worker in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Either they're a cop, they're a firefighter, they're a garbage man, you know, like they work for the city and like everyone's just like, best thing I ever did is work <laughs> for the city. I'm like... Are you sure? But okay, <laughs> we'll try it out for the little pension monies. Yeah, uh, that was kind of like the main motive. I was like something secure, and uh, I don't know, it was kind of like an influence, you know, around me. So that's yeah. kind of how it started. Sure. And uh, when I applied for it, I was like, like I said, I was like working 10, 12 hour days at this old gig. So I was like, you know what? What's less stressful? Let's apply for nine one one. City of Chicago. You just Let's, came up with that idea on yeah. your own. You well, didn't see a he listing. had an influence from people around him yeah. working in the city, working for yeah. the city. But you didn't see like a billboard for. Well, <laughs> unless you like, like no, yeah, I'd call and be like, "Do you guys take job up?" No, I didn't do that. <laughs> so that was, that was your first job that you thought to apply for. Hello, nine one one. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I did it because I did it because I was just like. Uh, it's very hard if you're not like politically aff- affiliated or like if you're not working elections. I know it's like 2022 now and that, like at the time where I worked there it was 2016 to 2019. It's still very like politically driven. Like, what are you going to do for me to get this gig? Right. Mm-hmm. So I just w- would go on the website for the city of Chicago and I would just like 
apply to every single gig. I was just like, whatever, you know, try to get my foot in the door and then let's do something maybe with my degree one day, if that ever comes about, which, which it didn't. I left because <laughs> no, I don't want to be there. <laughs> but um, yeah, the process was just like online application. Somehow they fish your application out of like thousands of people who want that job for some reason. And, uh, you know, we went to like a, we did some kind of test. I remember some background check, definitely like drug test, which like, fortunately I wasn't on drugs. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's you know, that was yeah, probably least, a good like, thing. Not when you were taking the application, maybe <laughs> like a few days beforehand, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of how it started. It was just like, um, was stressed trying to find my foot in the door of the city. And, uh, that was the one job that called me back out of probably like 40. Damn. For the city of Chicago, because you know, like everyone's cousin and everyone's uncle's got a job. Yeah, applied for an operator job, and an operator called you back. Yeah, they call <laughs> me back, and they're the like, one. "Sir, this is an emergency. We need you." <laughs> you get a call from nine one one. You're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> reverse nine one one." Hold on a second. <laughs> so, how was like the training process for that, dude? Training process is intense. Yeah, I, I would say, say. it really? is. Um, so it was like, you know, you get like a giant study book, which right. is, you know, like basically when you call and you tell them something is going on, there's an event type. So it's like, this is classified in some way of what's going on. Assault, battery, person with a gun, you know, there's, and basically for every single thing that you can enter for an event type. There's a response. Yeah. Yeah. How you're supposed to act for that call. Oh, they tell you what to do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> questions to ask, like clarifying questions to ask, um, different things to kind of keep an ear out for, or, you know, maybe this one warrants a faster response than other ones do, or, or, you know, like, you know, obviously person shot right. is going to like warrant a different kind of response from you and like the person that's dispatching police out there. Yeah as well yeah. as like the fire side that's sending like an ambulance or, or whatever. So I guess let me kind of explain too, so you guys have a better idea of like how it works. So I, w I was watching the old, like the podcast from last week or this week that was posted mm -hmm. whenever in time that that was posted. But um, <laughs> time is nothing. <laughs> I have no idea time what not podcast exist. you're talking about. <laughs> Who was on it? Do we have a guest? Was it just us? At a previous podcast, you guys were like wondering, like, where do we call for non-emergencies? It's just three one one, actually. Is it? Yeah, I knew it was some yeah, simple dude. number. Oh, yeah, I it's just it was a simple number. When I looked it up, it said it was a full number. Yeah, that sucks that, that like that showed up on Google before. It's just like a paid ad, dude. They're just like call this number <laughs> nine one yeah. one number, and it's like someone like phone sex hotline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi. What's that, like a normal non-emergency. What's a normal like non-emergency? Yeah. So basically. Yeah, I never even heard that. I like before yeah so like information <laughs> hey can you give me some more info about my life in this yeah. scenario yeah so what would classify a non-emergency call so non-emergency so it'll be divided into two at least in the city of chicago it was so three one three one was like um city services so like hey this light is out or whatever or oh. my sewer is flooding or i don't know like there was that section of non-emergency and then there was also like i need a tree cut you know like things like that or you need to call someone, but you don't know who to call. They'll oh. take like that ticket for you. Oh, that's interesting. But the other side of 311 is uh, a unit that I was assigned to for a while. It was called Alternate Response Section, ARS. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was basically like 
non-emergency when they say that it's like it is an emergency for you but it might have already happened and there's no need to maybe send police out there Mm -hmm. so let's take that report over the phone and like it'll still get a detective to come out to you and or or call you and prompt that but like hey this is happened like hours ago someone broke into my car stole all my crap from the front seat whatever you know like things like that or it'll be like, it'll, it could be something like, hey, I actually was abused, you know, like three weeks ago. Sure. But I just want a record of it. Like different items like that would warrant that alternate response section. Yeah. You would call in and into that, it would get transferred from like 911 most likely. And then, uh, yeah, essentially we write like a police report with you. We ask you the clarifying questions, all the details we put into report form, get it approved by like a police sergeant. That's kind of like what that section does. Then there's a 911, like emergencies happening right now, you know, obviously, like we all know that number to call. So that's kind of how it was broken down, I guess, to give you a understanding of the flow. The full scope of 311 and 911. Yeah. Emergencies here. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that might have happened in the past or like, you know, you're not in immediate danger would be 311. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you need a tree cut. Or if you need a tree cut, you, you could be in immediate danger. There could be like a loose, a yeah, it loose could be falling. Brain. It could be, yeah. it could be, and you need to fucking call them and tell them that <laughs> someone on my street lost their car from to a, a tree from a tree branch that fell off. Yeah, so. dude, no, no, it's it's definitely like an emergency, but it's not going to prompt like police to go out there, obviously. So yeah. they like make a ticket for it, and the tickets don't get responded to immediately. Like some people have that misperception of both 311 and 911 where they're like if i call it's like a movie you know they're already dispatching police yeah it's already coming you know like all these guys are responding but that's just not the way it works it's like uh even when you call 911 obviously if there's no officers they're on they're not just sitting at a police station and waiting for that call they are responding to other ones they're going to like respond to a person shot and then they get another call that's like, yo, you got to come here for like a person robbed, you know? Yeah. So it's like some people automatically, they call, they're like, are they already coming? It's just like, that's what you're she in said. a queue. <laughs> <laughs> do you that's have to, she said? Out, do you have to figure out and prioritize? Like you already sent someone to do something, but then you yeah. found out someone got shot. So you're like, turn around. You actually have to go yeah. to this one. So with the city of Chicago in smaller towns, and I don't know how it works in LA or anything like that, but in smaller towns, the person that's taking the call is also probably doing the dispatching of the units. Police yeah. in Chicago, it's such a big city. I mean, it's it's just gigantic. Like, I can't even. I don't even know the square footage or whatever. But it's it's a huge city. It's, it's not three thousand right. by three thousand square feet. <laughs> it's gigantic. All right. Yeah. So the way it works there is like we have call takers and then we have dispatchers. Mm-hmm. So. The obviously call takers you're literally the first response first person that people talk to and then the dispatchers are the people that organize all that mess and get people to respond to it I are guess. they listening on on the call or do you have to talk to them no so you once you take the call as a call taker you're sending like a ticket and depending on what location like chicago's broken down into different like police districts i think there's like 22 of them yeah so depending on where it happened because it's such a big city there's dispatchers assigned to that location or whatever like that geographical kind of segment of chicago (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you know how many people are are like in the 
call center that you work in yeah so i actually i actually reached out to someone i, I don't know if i could even like name them because i don't i don't know like oh, you don't gotta name any names i'm not gonna name the name anonymous yeah they're gonna <laughs> stay anonymous but so some stats that i dug up for y'all was uh ever since 2019 there's been about 1.3 million calls uh, a year just in chicago a year in chicago yeah so we only handle our jurisdiction and there's only about 400 employees as of 2022 for the police side of things wow. when it comes to that and you know it sounds like a lot when you divide like 1.3 million divided by 400 it seems like oh these guys are only taking that many calls but that doesn't like there's probably only like 50 call takers per shift i would say like mm -hmm. and there's admin staff there's supervisors and then obviously yeah. there's dispatchers so like not everyone's taking those phone calls or whatever so there's probably like 180 of them are taking phone calls yeah yeah i would say like i don't uh, know probably yeah so which one of us was good at math we can figure out that. yeah it's no, a no, lot me. i don't know i'm completely lost man i'm i'm drunk off this TV right now <laughs> yeah. so like busier days was it like in like fluctuation of days was it like christmas like a lot more calls came in compared to like oh yeah oh yeah a hundred percent like dude. or like like weekends when people are getting drunk is there more dude. like violence on the streets and stuff like that 100 percent. yeah <laughs> yeah people are just celebrating with gunshots no it's like especially when it came to like uh like any any holiday when you have a three-day weekend sure just like what holiday do you think is the worst new year's dude no i think st patrick's day the drunkest yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> almost, like, calls we got another mip <laughs> <laughs> with the green river yeah they, they just walked into the green river and they never came out <laughs> like those calls were actually like most stressful i would say like mar they're called marine calls and it's just like when anyone's drowning or like they find a national guard or what that is such what do you do? they actually do fucking respond yeah the national yeah. guard yeah Fuck. we have to like notify them we have like i you know, I I did this between 2016 and 2019, so it's been a while. But wasn't that when the Cubs won the World Series? Yeah, was that crazy? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. everyone was just drunk. You know, uh, <laughs> noise, like people are calling for noise. Comes like, dude, you're the like Cubs three, just three one one. It's been like a hundred years since these people won, dude. Like, leave <laughs> yeah. them alone. It's I was okay. in Chicago when that happened. That really? Was, you know, like, did you call? I don't live in Chicago, but that was one of the one of the times that I was there, and like the streets were just like packed with oh, people. Oh yeah. yeah. Walking around because like fucking the Cubs won after all this time. Yeah, dude, I'm a right. Southsider, but any like Wrigley is just party city. I feel like. like mm -hmm. Oh, you're a Sox fan. I'm a Sox fan, dude. Oh, fuck <laughs> you <man>. too. <laughs> you too. Um, Dodgers. <laughs> oh, we'll take that. <laughs> he lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. So you said you did it for a few years. Did it ever get like easier? Or was it always just as stressful? I think. You know what? It's actually kind of scary, to be honest with you. I feel like there's ladies there you know, that have been there for like 20 years, 30 years. They've heard it all. Yeah. And like, you know, I think it's a little scary. I don't I don't know if it gets like less stressful. It's really, you're literally dealing with people's lives in yeah. like 30 seconds or less. So that's, yeah, that's pretty freaking scary, you know, but there's ladies in there that have worked there for like 25 years. Do you think there's more female yeah, uh, call? 100%. Really? 100% more females. I don't know if it's an empathy thing. Yeah, are um, they nicer? Or is it a gossip? No, I don't know. I can't <laughs> answer that question, dude. <laughs> well, no, I think like, the statistic is, whoa. I think the statistic is that uh, when people are having an emergency call, they rather have a soothing woman's voice than a man's voice. And that's been for like 
all call centers all around the world. That makes sense. It's, it's definitely probably true. Yeah, Tom's, really Tom's got a nice voice, though. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, the headphones actually, on. I actually had a... Uh, so there... I got a lot of stories to tell you guys, I guess. Can, but, can you um, give me a, hello, this is 911, what's your emergency, but in a Polish accent? <laughs> hello, this is 911, what is your emergency? <laughs> They're like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, God, God, I called the Russian. Russian. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Polish. <laughs> How the hell did I, <laughs> what number did I call? <laughs> it's 911, just did in you... Russian letters, like spelled out like 911. <laughs> when someone calls, how do you get their location automatically through your system Dude, or do they have to tell you no so this is i guess i'll just like before i go into some stories i'll go some tips for calling now. yeah please because oh, yeah. i think that's like a common misconception i know you know and i, I and you would think like hey it's 2022 like why isn't yeah. this a freaking thing yeah right? i mean you watch shows like 24 uh, yeah and every, everyone's like just, all right try triangulate their cellular yeah. signal <laughs> right. yeah. they're, they're like keep them on the phone we need like 45 seconds they, to get their like, location there's been times i've been out in like sketchy spots i'm like damn like if i need to call 911 i don't even know where the fuck i am like, <laughs> like, no, i don't dude. know who's coming like i would say for sure i think that's a common misconception people call and they're like don't you already know where i am or like what i'm doing or like no <laughs> like tell me but um wait how does it work then if when i call 911 my phone calls the nearest dispatch cuz like if i'm yeah. in la it's going to call la but if yeah. i'm in chicago yeah yeah so how that's based is with with uh, cell phones we go to like cell towers dude so sometimes if you're calling up a cell phone it's actually a really like you need to know where you're at because they can't just guess it's pinging a cell tower and like when they get that call it might say that you're like 10 miles away from here you know oh, they don't know so sure so you gotta so at least just know some general cross streets yeah, like at least I, you I'm know at, cross I'm at streets. birkenstock and prada exactly good yeah. cross yeah. streets a lot of good stories if you there. even have information on the store you're at you know like especially in big cities like in chicago michigan avenue tourist calls so they're like hey i'm at this store on michigan avenue like we could Something. probably figure it out or like quickly try to find an address yeah so then are google you maps. the one going to like google maps or whatever being like <laughs> typing it in and trying to like find the last exact resort pinpoint? yeah like last resort i'd try to you know try to get that info from the person Jeez, ah, what if but... you send them to like the wrong spot <laughs> no yeah i mean yeah. that can happen i mean I, it's probably happened many times yeah. wait i'm at like, the other mcdonald's yeah i, I guess know, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> it, <dude. laughs> I, was, I was just thinking about when i was a kid i remember like accidentally or like maybe it was some sort of like i'm gonna call 911 like I think I was like six or something like yeah. that, but it was off a landline, so that's yep, different that's from a different. cell phone. That is different because like I called nine one one, and then I was like, "What am I doing?" Yep. And I like hung up the phone. Yep. But and then they showed, they showed up. up like twenty minutes later, and they're like, "Hello, yeah. we got a call from this number," and I was like, "Yeah, that's sorry, totally, Dad, I accidentally totally called them." <laughs> yeah, your landline's like registered to your address, so that's how they get that info. Basically, when you call from that number and you call nine one one, like your address just populates as long as it's still the valid address. The mm -hmm. problem sometimes is like people when you, when landlines used to be a thing, like they would move and keep the same landline. <laughs> mm -hmm. So their old address would pop up and they're like, Hey, I'm in Tennessee. How am I calling Chicago nine one? You know? And just yeah. like, Oh, it's cause you're, I don't know. I, that's probably a bad example. Let's just say Chicago to Chicago. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. Know, same, same area code or whatever. But well, so when, the f like iPhones, I'm sure other phones have the thing where if you like click it a certain amount of times, it'll just like call 911. So that almost does nothing if you can't tell them where you are and stuff. Pretty much like they can get an idea of where you are and they'll probably dispatch like, uh, so say you like called a bunch of times, but you didn't say anything or whatever. Or maybe you heard like me as a caller, uh, call taker, I would hear that struggle somewhere in the background. Yeah. I would 
go off like whatever the cell tower ping location came up and just send police to that area maybe as like a check the well-being kind of call. yeah just to see like just to make sure nothing's going on maybe in that area but that could be totally wrong because it's off a cell phone so right there are like new apps i think these days there's one called and and like big jurisdictions are starting to use them they're called smart 911 and it's like an app on your phone and basically like when you call 911 it gives you a list it gives like a person answering that call a list of like possible addresses you might be at or oh. something like that and it's really useful for like elderly people sure. you know yeah that don't have landlines anymore or whatever but like it's still like it's you can be at the grocery store and like I'll send someone yeah. to your house you know it's not like yeah you kind of need to know where the hell you are. Really yeah. interesting, though, that, like, you know, there's, like, the Find My Friends and stuff on the iPhones and whatnot, that there isn't, like, right. a turn on your location in case you call 911. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like that should be, like, an option for people if I, they wanted it to be. Exactly. It's, it's like the phones not giving it to you guys. It's their fault, not you. Exactly. So that <laughs> might be something with, like, that those apps that people use, like, the Smart 911. Maybe there's an option. To there's, like, a middleman and they... But I feel like it's you. just such a, like, a legal battle i can yeah. see definitely some you sort know? of very political thing where it's like yeah. i don't want the police knowing where i am whenever oh, like yeah. blah 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 like but, but if there's but just if a there's tally on your phone yeah. you can just toggle yeah. it on Turn and off, off to where yeah. like if you call 911 your location is sent to them yeah that, i feel like that would make I a lot think of sense it's so useful let's make it and go to shark tank yes i think right. we could dude I, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's out there it's it a whole new phone add that to it how about we yeah, just yeah. never get in any trouble and never yeah, have to Scott, worry about Scott already gave up on the idea. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> invented the idea. Of it, uh, uh, that's crazy. I'm not going to dedicate a couple months to this development. Yeah. I guess let's get into some of your juicy 911 calls. Yeah. What, do you, what do you got? You wrote down notes? He's prepared. Dude, I did write down some notes. I did want to like share it. some stuff really quick before I get into some us. stories because I <laughs> thought these stats were just crazy. Like I said, uh, 1.3 million car calls approximately every year since 2019. Oof. I did the math. It's Sorry, about like 8,900 calls per person. Per person. If all those people worked or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a fuck time. And uh, so in 2021, 400,000 of those incidents that were high priority emergencies, they um, had no immediate police response. Wow. And the reason being is just like there was no police available to respond. Is this Chicago? In Chicago, yeah. This is all, yeah, sorry. Whoa. Anything I say will be Chicago okay. based just because that's my like knowledge base. 400,000 calls. 400,000 out of that 1.3 million. So, Damn. yeah, 52% of 788,000 high priority 911 calls were delayed in action just because of the lack of like resources. Damn, so, like, when people call and they like expect someone to be out there right away, it's like, I wish we could, but like, there's just not enough people to like service yeah. those kind of calls in a place like Chicago, where it's yeah. like, yeah, that there's such an loco. interesting thing that I think about a lot actually is like how uh, being a cop or a firefighter or something like that it was very glamorized when I was growing up, like yeah. 20 years ago and stuff like that. It was it was glamorized and it was like a good thing to become a cop. And now I feel like there's a lot of like hatred towards cops and and etc like where people are like oh we don't like them and stuff like that Dude. nobody wants to grow up and be a cop at like right now like gen yeah. z is like i don't want to be a cop like, everyone hates yeah, cops dude. but like they are supposed to be heroes and and a lot of them are and i feel like it's stigmatized to where it's like a very bad you it's know, a, like people are like i don't want i can't do that yeah i agree do you and, think the uh, lack of police is uh, a lack of people wanting to be police officers or a lack of funding to hire enough police officers i think the funding's there i feel like 
some officers just i mean there's a lot i just know a lot of officers like well, some of my best friends are officers but there's a lot of overtime out there dude yeah. these guys are getting so much ot so it's where it's draining their people. life yeah. and like affecting them because it's just like hey you need to work 12 hours a day yeah you said 50 percent of them like don't warrant a response is that like they don't the cops don't go out at all or is like a few hours later so Delayed. out of so in yeah. 2021 like these stats that i found uh so out of 788,406,000 had a delay in response wow. so it could be like maybe 10 minutes it could be up to an i've seen like up to an hour sometimes wow. too yeah so like it, it sucks for that person but it's yeah. like it's not i guess the is that based off priority or is it just like just like yeah it's a there's it's a high priority but like yeah. no one can go there because there's like already even, even so if they might already be on another yeah. job even like if it is like exactly. a high priority call they can't like go out. yeah have you yeah, ever exactly. had a situation where you pull someone from a call that they're already on to go to a more high priority case yeah I've yeah. Seen like that a traffic stop to like that's for right. sure. yeah, there's a robbery down the street yeah, yeah. There. or they'll but, pull from another district try to like that's wow. neighboring maybe to like support it yeah like i've seen that for sure but i feel like that's that's an important message as well it's like you know you might see this negative stigma towards being a police officer or something like that but like if you want to like see some change like maybe if if you want to be a hero Definitely. then like you could still go into the force and yeah be a police officer it ain't yeah. gonna be me but um <laughs> <laughs> but someone someone, someone gotta do it growing maybe. up in like chicago my uncle's a cop he's a chicago cop but i feel like uh communities are like definitely looking for alternatives to to yeah. this situation like you're saying how much that people don't really respect the police as much as they used to mm -hmm. but it's just been a political war storm for both sides yeah. i think that communities a lot of them don't want to call the police to their neighborhoods <laughs> that's what i'm experiencing yeah and so there's got to be a middleman where we can still help our communities within our communities do you think communities the best support, yeah maybe answer for that would be to have police that are specific to certain types of things like that are just traffic stops or just high yeah. uh priority cases so and they stuff. Start, like city of chicago i feel like has done a better job at doing that because it's such a big city like i think i know a city of denver that's where i, I kind of i live in colorado now but city of denver has like people that just respond to traffic accidents for example and and for the most part in chicago for that just because of everything going on most people have to go to the station or like take down info so like there's different like they'll call but we'll pretty much tell them like yo you know there's a lot of other stuff going on just go to the station get all the info maybe take a photo if you really want it you know oh, wow. mm -hmm. so there's like i guess that's part of the reason they made that alternate response section yeah do you even need to call a police if you get in a car accident if it's, if there's no injury I, I, so. I feel like you sh shouldn't yeah yeah i don't think you do it's just like a formal thing kind of probably to file something with insurance if you really want to like, or if they really have a problem with whatever you're doing i guess you can see the the signs on the road say like pull off to the shoulder exchange information and then yeah. submit it later right yeah pretty much if it's right. like a minor minor collision yeah back to the stats shoot um i don't know i don't have like you know i feel like that stat was just alarming to me and i just want people to understand that like you know it's not worth calling 911 like a million times some people get frustrated and uh also start treating like call takers like shit because they ask like questions i'm like they need the answers to that it's just get you the proper help first of all yeah. yeah but um second of all it's just like when you call it's it's logged and we are sending someone you know it's just like 
a matter of when. So right, you right. calling over and over again is really just delaying another emergency from getting taken care of. Yeah. Or you calling over and over again for like a silly thing like, my neighbor's music's too loud. Mm-hmm. You call about that like 10 times, like nine of those times you just delayed someone that might actually have an emergency. I'm sure another issue is, say like people are on a highway and they see a fire or something on the side of the road. Then everyone, everyone in their fucking calls, car dude. is going to call. Everyone and then the call center's like, shit, oh, we yeah. got this a hundred times It's already. like, how do we have a hundred calls <laughs> pending, dude, like to get answered? Are like, you able to be like, we already got this call. Thanks, bye. Yep. Like you can just pretty much. Yeah, cool. that's good. We yeah, already heard of that. Boom. We just <laughs> file it again or whatever we like. It's called a dupe. It's just a duplicate ticket. Yeah, but you're able to at least end the yeah. call quickly and not yep. be like, you know. Yeah, definitely. I just... Oh, yeah, the fire there? Yeah, we got that. Boom. You don't care See about the Yelp review? No. 911 operator care. hung up on me. Yeah. Uh, one star, one star. <laughs> I, I don't... I wonder if there are, dude. Is it like <laughs> always can't. constant calls, like back-to-back, or do you have breaks in between usually? I would say most days it's like back-to-back, man. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. But there are like some different time periods in that day. Breaks, yeah. yeah. So that's like why people work maybe certain shifts like morning. So yeah, that's like what you're saying morning. because when someone calls, like they're taking up time for someone else that could be calling at the same time for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have like it was just a stressful environment, man. They make you wear like a uniform. <laughs> you, yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> why? I'm sitting in the office yeah, taking a phone call. call. Yeah. Yeah. Wear a uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to hear my first call I do, ever? Yeah. yeah first yeah. call. Let's go. First call, first call. First call. First call. First call. First call. First call. Last call. Closing All time. Right, first call. <laughs> um, first call. So when we first started getting on the floor to take 911 calls, we got like different shifts that we can try out. You can try like the morning shift, which is hard to get because like all the people that have been there for years get that. Because that's chill? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, more chill. Normally, right. Right. So I, I worked afternoons, so I worked like the busiest shift. I worked 4 p.m. to midnight. Yeah. That was my shift. Afternoons? Yeah. Sounds yeah. like evening yeah, to me. Evenings. <laughs> yeah, evenings. But like overnight started at like 10 or something. I don't know. It was something like that. It was uh-huh. like basically there's three shifts. Morning, midday to like late at night or evening, and then overnights late to like four in the morning or whatever. Yeah. But my first call ever, literally logged on. I'm like, oh, it's 5 a.m. No one's going to, or like 6 a.m. No one's going to call. 6.05. Boom call get my first call i was like oh my god dude answer that and it was just like hey man i was uh driving my truck to work and i saw this guy with a bloody shirt here he is gives the phone to the guy (laughs) in his car he picks the dude up what (laughs) picks the dude up has him in his truck with him gives the phone to the dude the guy's stressing i was like hey man just calm down like we already had at that point we're already sending Basically, whenever you have a medical emergency, like blood or whatever, we're sending Chicago P, uh, fire as well. Okay. So we like link the call with them. Then they hang up. They're already dispatching someone to go out there. And I stay on the phone with them to get some more info. So he was just like, yeah, man. So I got kidnapped. I was like, holy shit. So I'm stressed out. This is my first, like, this is literally my first call ever, guys. Yeah, like kidnapping. Yeah, kidnapped. So I imagine type, dude. I'm typing in there, dude. <laughs> fucking kidnapped. I was like, oh, my God. This is fucking insane. And I'm already dispatching, like, basically you can do, like, a live dispatch. Like, there's a way that you can tell the dispatcher that you need to dispatch it already while I'm still taking information. Right. And mm-hmm. you'll just give them the information. Yeah, as like, as way. it goes, kind of, or whatever, right? Yeah. So, yeah. he's like, I just got kidnapped. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. And the training lady next to me is just like, <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, All right. Imagine you got kidnapped your first call. Hold on, it's my first day. Give me some, give me some time here. <laughs> yeah. 
don't yeah. know how I can handle this. <laughs> so he's, he's like, I got kidnapped, and uh, they were holding me in this room. So I was trying to jump out the window. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, okay. And he's like, and this guy came in there with a gun. I was just like, holy shit. You know, Are you was, saying holy shit on the phone? No, I'm just in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh my oh, lord. Like, dude, dude, my bro, first, I'm like, I thought this was bullshit because it's my first yeah. call. I'm like, Are yeah. just like, this is like additional training. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Uh-huh. So basically, yeah, he's like, I got kidnapped. Then this dude, I'm trying to jump out the window, and this dude comes into the room with a gun. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. In my head, I was just freaking out. Oh, just, verbally, you were yeah. like, okay, yeah. continue. I was like, yeah, so what else happened? You know, like, <laughs> we're already sending police. So, you know, like, it's so professional. Yeah. yeah. And on the inside, I'm just like melting because I'm like, oh my God, this is insane. And then he's like, yeah, so he came in there with a gun. So I'm like, every time they tell me some new information, I'm like sending that information to police or like the dispatcher to relay it. So uh-huh. like we have those event types. So first it was kidnapping. Boom, send that. And you have to type out. Yeah, yeah. Like gun. what's going on? Then person with a gun, this guy, this prescription had this kind of gun. Boom. You know, they try to get all the info, send that over. And then the dude was like, yeah, so the guy came in with a gun and I grabbed a knife. I was like, holy fuck. Person with a knife, dude. Person with a knife sending that over. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I stabbed him in the neck. I was like, oh my God, dude. Person stabbed. Call, you know, like get Chicago Fire on the line yeah. again. I'm like, another ambulance for this Holy random shit. person that's stabbed in this house that this guy was in. Uh-huh. I was just like, geez, dude. So that was kind of the end of the call. Like, I already heard the sirens oh, there. They got God. there pretty fast. Yeah. But then me and the trainer lady were like, damn, like, we're not supposed to, but like, let's look that call up. Like, what the hell actually happened there, dude? Yeah. It's insane. I was like, she was like, I, she thought that was a fake call. Cause I'm like, yeah, so much going on, dude. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't believe it. So we look up the call later. Like we can look it up by address. So we look up the address and like to find out what happened after. Yeah, we see like the uh, police notes. So like, you can the, always find out what happened. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. There's like notes from the officers that might have responded. You know, right. and they're like it. in that ticket that you submitted. Yeah. So we look up that ticket, and like later in the day before we we're about to get off of work, and uh, none of that was true. None of it. Well, one thing was one thing was the true. Blood on his shirt. Yeah, that was true, but like that whole scenario, that guy called in to kind of give a story of like this is what happened, but that's not what happened. He was trying to cover himself. Basically what what really happened is him and his boyfriend were drunk on a Wednesday at six AM. They got into a fight and he just stabbed him in the neck. That's all that happened. Everything else was fake. What? But the guy what the Did a guy fuck? actually pick him up on the road? Yeah. Yeah, the guy actually picked him up on the road. That blood was the dude that he just murdered. Oh my god. So this guy murdered his boyfriend, yep. and then he called the police and said, I was kidnapped. Yep. Someone came in with a Just gun. Just because he knows it's recorded. Wow. Wait, so after wow. he killed someone, he went out to a road and got picked up by a stranger? Yep. This guy was driving to work. Is he an accomplice? Dude. Well, I was <laughs> Is he like... an accomplice? He's the fucking murderer. <laughs> no, no, no. The guy in the oh, truck. The guy, the guy in the, the truck. truck. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, lesson for the guy in the truck. Don't pick up people with bloody shirts, yeah. dude. And, yeah, you know, that's fucking sketchy. But that's what Holy dude, that was my shit. first call, dude. So you, I, so you said each piece of information you like type out and send in. Do they ever like yeah. test like how fast you can type? They, they do. To, yeah, that's yeah. one of the tests. Like when you get hired. Yeah. Yeah, you be able to type fast. Yeah, you What's your te- words per minute? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I think it's probably like shit compared Mine's to like. Mine. Yeah, dude's yeah, probably, yeah. I don't Someone's know. in. Hold on, hold on. I think the minimum that you needed was like forty to fifty, so yeah. it's not outrageous because yeah, yeah, yeah. these tickets are very brief. You know, they're sure. like they're not like you don't have to type 100 man has knife yeah yeah yeah, yeah. something like this that that was your very first call you know, like whatever 
That was, that the was first my pr- very first Jesus. call. Dude. That's a fucking intense first call. Quit the That's job right now. Yeah. yeah. After <laughs> I got that call, I was just like, put in my two weeks. I don't smoke, but I was just like, oh my god, I need to. Just, <laughs> I could see why people do this, dude. Like it was just that. Freaking I mean, that's crazy. Like, I feel like because you get these like fake stories, you'd also just like damn bit brain fart. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you hear all these stories. Like when you hear these fake stories and stuff, it's like such an adrenaline rush, and you're like, I don't know what's real, what's fake, and and like you're you're speedy up. You're, what the fuck am I saying? What is what is in this tequila? Um, I don't know. Anything I'm sure after a while, though, like after you hear <laughs> all stop. these stories, like it just gets to like a point where you just professionally like, go through it, right? Where it's like one after another kind of yeah. answers. Yeah, and that's like you know I'm happy I got out of that. Honestly, I think yeah. three years was like enough. I, I was gonna ask, what percentage do you think? is like prank calls or calls that don't actually require anything versus ones that actually do you know those are my favorite calls dude those were those were my favorite calls dude i would try like that sounds terrible but you try to just see if it is like yeah because that sounds like shitty but that gives you a break dude sure you don't know if it's mike hunt yeah yeah dude oh like God. you need to freaking take it serious because you don't know it could be some with mental illness or it could be a right. prank but there could be something actually going on i don't know so like yeah the way you approach it is like kind of take them serious you know yeah. take it like you would any other one i guess because you just never know yeah you just yeah. never know i actually have some examples uh of some good ones like yeah please i had prank callers so you know i'm a big advocate for mental illness and i i think i, I really think that's where most of those problems stem from is like you know i'm not thinking about going to stab my boyfriend in the throat or whatever you know or my wife yeah you know there's definitely some something there that we can't completely understand i guess something mm-hmm. going yeah, like on and what the hell happened in your life to make yeah. you something happened i would say so like i had i i always love dealing with mental illness callers like i had one that was awesome dude and they're funny too they're fun they're hilarious they brighten your day up you know yeah I, all my friends like we so there was this guy that used to call all the time and this guy like called thousands of times i'm not talking about like once twice a day literally just i feel like he just sat somewhere just literally called. you can never like block a number or anything dude well yeah because what if they actually need the you know something right yeah so like you could flag numbers and they'll come up and be like hey make sure you know sure but like you can't just block them because like what if this guy's suffering a heart attack after getting excited about prank calling someone dude <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we had this dude that you just call in and you just be like and i'm gonna use my co-worker's last name because uh it was just fun. it's the only one i like remember that he always he would just call and be like fuck you torres and he would just hang up or he'd be like fuck your mom <laughs> boom hang how do you up. find out their name <laughs> he just because you answer like you're like 911 torres or whatever you know like you you answer with your surname i think oh really and that's so he just memorizes people's names every time you get him you're like hey fuck you yeah he would say the same thing to the same people he knew so every time i answered i'd be like i just knew it was the prank caller dude i was like oh man you can see the number before you answer yeah yeah you see like he has a thousand calls like (laughs) this month dude you know this guy's just up to no good you know he's just messing around so i was just I would be, you know, people would just hang up on him, but I would just like, like to talk to him. You know, I'd be like, Hey man, he'd be like, weird. You didn't hang up on me. I'm like, no, I just want to, Hey, what's going on with you? You know, what's going on with your life? He's like, yeah, actually, I actually went to uh six flags this weekend. <laughs> you know, like he would tell me all these stories about what he's doing. Yeah. I was like, sweet. And when I, when I talked to him and I listened to him, 
he wouldn't call as much, which was super sure. cool. So then when <laughs> it, when I would get him, I'd be like, hey, man, I, I heard you to- I told my friend Torres, fuck you, dude. That's not cool, man. Why would you? She's cool as fuck. Like, why would you say that to her? Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. And so then he wouldn't do it for a long time, dude. Be, so it's just like, I feel like there's people out there that just want to be heard and listen to you know like yeah for sure they don't know how to maybe deal with it or they don't have really much else going on in their life but maybe we're the only person that talks to them on a day-to-day basis yeah so you see a lot of prank calls did you ever get like like scott like kids calling in and like hanging up like all the time all the time dude (laughs) all the time dude i'm not alone yeah (laughs) yeah and like we just knew their addresses so we just be like we're coming for you. No. <laughs> We're coming to get you, dude. Have, have you ever met someone in real life that you've helped on the phone? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I feel like I definitely have answered calls from my neighborhood. Oh, uh, so you might know them. Yeah. There's old people that call us as well. People with dementia that dude, I don't know if I can mention her last name, but there's this lady that would call all the time and she had the same story every time, dude. And so like she would call and she'd be like, you know what? My son, he's on drugs. He took my 1991 Cadillac or, or whatever it was. She's like, it's white in color. Same story. It's like she would call probably 50 times a day sometimes Whoa. on her bad days. And I'd be like, hey, Mrs. whatever your last name is. We actually already have that report, you know, because everyone probably talk to her every single day yeah. all the time Fuck. well it sounds like you had you were like a, a good operator and you did have a lot of empathy and like yeah. a way to speak to people who you knew were going through something other definitely. than just being like uh, like definitely uh, an asshole and prank calling like you were Dude. like you realize that okay this person has dementia and i'm yeah. going to respond to this in a compassionate way versus being like hey fuck off yeah I would say so, yeah. There's there's definitely people there that, that aren't like that, you know, and I hated I hated that. There's people that just, like, get that call and they just hang up right away. And mm-hmm. that, that honestly pissed me off because I'm like, you know, there's these people out there need some help, and uh, what's that going to do for them, you know? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. They might not yeah. need the police dispatch to them, but, yeah. like, you can need still help. be a, yeah. a nice human being. I have another cool story. Yeah, let's hear um, it. Yeah. Yeah, let's go for the stories. I feel like we're asking yeah. too many. Yeah, I know, dude. We're getting into it. And so like going, I know, man. <laughs> I know. Let's just get all your juicy dude, stories. Here's out. relatable to all the people that might be listening to this who have ever been on a swipey app, which I've never been on. Swipey, swipey app? app? Yeah, just like a Tinder app. Oh, like a dating app? Yeah, like okay. a dating app. You uh, know? Okay. So when I was assigned to that alternate response section, the non emergency section, I had a lady that called in. She's like, I don't know if I should report this, but I've had this guy that I went on a date. On, from tinder who's just been like kind of harassing me and i'm like well what do you mean by that like what's going on i'll, I'll gladly take the report but like tell me you got you need to give me more details she's like yeah you know he's been sending me pictures of like knives and guns and like saying yeah. he knows where i work now because i'm a teacher he went to that school before he knows the layout of the school and what? I basically, the reason why he's doing this is because I kind of denied him. Like after the first date, I just didn't feel a connection. So I just said like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't see us going on a second date. That's yeah. prompted this guy to like behave in that way, I guess. Yeah. And so she told me all this stuff and she's like, he's sending me pictures of my face photoshopped on like dead bodies. What what the fuck? The? Yeah, dude. Definitely sounds like shit. something you should. Report. I don't know dude, if I should Holy. file this report. Yeah, one hundred percent. I know. I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah you, you should. Yeah. This sounds nuts. Uh-huh. But then she was just like, you know, I. He knows that I work at this school, and he mentioned coming there tomorrow. And I was just like, okay. I mean, that's serious, right? Like, yeah. he knows the layout of the school. He knows where it's at. He knows who you teach, what grade you teach, 
where you might be. Yeah. He has your phone number, whatever. You know, that's that's pretty intense. This is more than like just an average like we'll file the harassment report, obviously. But like we need to get something in line in case this dude shows up. Right. So basically what happened and I didn't have to do this because technically like that alternate response section, when we get those calls, it's like things that have already happened. We don't respond to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. So in this scenario, I was like, this just sounds, this guy sounds like he can hurt someone. Yeah. And there's kids involved. Like I wouldn't want to take the risk in not sending police to this location in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So what I did was like, I did file the report. I gave her the report number, gave her information on how to do like an order of protection, which is like legal stuff for domestic cases. I guess mm-hmm. can't con no contact orders, I guess. Yeah. I put on a, something on the board for like dispatch for the next shift for the morning. So they had like a police officer at the school in the morning, just uh-huh. in case this dude came up, we wrote up his description, what he might look like yada, yada. And uh dude showed up. Damn. Fuck. Dude showed up to the school with a gun, dude. Holy fuck? fuck. Dude showed up to the school. And if I was anyone else and I would have taken that report, I would have been like harassment, whatever. This guy's yeah. texting you crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Dude showed up to the school with a gun. Luckily, they spotted him, arrested him. Damn. And, like, thank God, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it sounds like such a small thing. Like, oh, yeah. people do, like, people are nuts. Like, they'll send some weird stuff or post some crazy stuff on the internet but like this guy was serious about it dude and he did it and he like he would have yeah probably done whatever he said he was gonna do just because he got denied <coughs> on tinder you know yeah that's insane insane that's fucking nuts you know these are just like stories that i remember but like you know every day we are we were listening Something. to people getting like murdered yeah. like, i got how many times i've heard someone's last breaths on a phone call someone getting stabbed um shot Dude, it's yeah. traumatizing, man. So I, I, kudos to the officers that like respond to that. Mm-hmm. I had to listen to that. That was traumatizing for me. I felt like, but like, I mean, either way, it's fucking crazy. Hearing it on the phone, hearing someone was, like sputtering their last breaths yeah. out. Oh yeah, that's literally crazy. like so many times. And like first two weeks I worked, I just had like nightmares, dude. I had nightmares. Yeah. I had like definitely some kind of form of PTSD. I feel like because uh-huh. I would go home, go to sleep. Like I, I would work out every like basically my shift or my like life for three years or two and a half years like i worked at a car dealership in the morning nine to like three three p.m i changed my uniform to the 911 i worked 911 to like midnight and i worked out for like till 2 a.m when i would hit the like finally go to sleep at like two three in the morning i just had like for the first two weeks of the job i had just like dreams of my family members or my close friends in the scenarios that i've listened to it was insane yeah Damn. and i would just wake up like every day like, <gasps> you know yeah because i was just it's just how do you turn that off you know like yeah, how do you forget about that nuts. and i feel like it's so much more like dream inducing than watching like a scary movie or yeah. something like that because yeah. you're like actually experiencing it like you know it's a real situation versus yeah. it being this made-up thing in a movie yeah exactly it was it was intense like i was like man i don't know if there's any therapists out there like i'm sure that's some kind of ptsd you know for a while i, I had that and i was just like damn dude were there any moments when you would like take a call and you'd have to like take yeah. a break and oh yeah dude 100 percent. and like i feel like what's cool about it is like that was regular for like those kind of we're humans you know like that was yeah. uh kind of understood if someone had a tough call like mm-hmm. you let them go chill for a little bit yeah i think another story i have is um they'll stick with me is just like we can't really give out information to the public Mm -hmm. 
you know, like when you call and there's something going on, we can't say what's going on because it risks maybe people responding to the situation, officers, puts mm-hmm. them in like harm. So I had a scenario where a girl called regarding her boyfriend who, who was like upset. He was having a bad day. He suffered from some kind of depression, like crazy severe depression. Mm-hmm. He called her up and he said, hey, I am going to kill myself. And this is how I'm going to do it. And this is when I'm going to do it. And uh, he was like, hey, I'm going to hang myself in the garage at this time on this date. Mm-hmm. She lived like, you know, Chicago was huge. So she, he lived like on the south side. She lived like somewhere on the north side. So that's like an hour to get there. Mm-hmm. So obviously she called 911. And like when she was talking to me, I can see already that people already responded to the address. And I can see that he's already dead on arrival. Damn. Fuck. Damn. So the, you're on the phone with her explaining she's explaining that he's going to do it and you know that he already did yeah and i can't tell her that damn fuck fuck. yeah and i can't tell her that but it's already done it's already responded to and so so you just have to act like you're taking the report basically well more so like taking the call getting the info but also like hey police already responded there like you know i have to tell her like because they did they did so i was like hey just so you know people already went there Mm mm-hmm but it was really hard for me because I was just like, man, I literally have to just lie to this lady. Mm-hmm. But like in that scenario is lying better than having her upset and right. God knows what she does or how she drives to get there or, you know, like what her mood is on yeah. the way to go. You know, it was tough situation, a really tough situation because I literally can see that he's dead. Like the officers already have reported it. EMS have been there. Yeah. And I just have to basically lie to this lady and tell her, you have to just go in the station, talk to a sergeant to get more information. We can't really disclose this, mm-hmm. but I already know what went down. So there's yeah. a lot of intense things like yeah. that, like that yeah. you kind of take on. And, uh, and then you go home feeling guilty about not you, being able to say anything. You really do. Like, I mean, I've probably had thousands of calls and like, here we are 2022. I, I stopped doing this in 2019. And that one sticks out to me so hard, you know, just cause I'm like, I can't imagine you know yeah. her then her yeah. driving out there thinking oh they responded everything's going to be fine you know mm-hmm. and then finding out like actually no yeah it already was like over with so there's a lot of i know it's like just mood changer right there yeah. but like yeah. there's a lot of intense things that, and that's just one call you know like you probably get like 100 calls a day dude mm-hmm. so damn wow that one stuck with me for a long time I'm where mad. i just like have told my my wife and stuff about it it's just like it's just i felt i felt guilty honestly dude you know yeah yeah Yeah. well maybe if we can try to lighten the mood a little bit here uh so you took a lot of calls for work a lot hundreds of calls per day do you still ever have any problems picking up the phone when a friend calls or your mom calls or anything like that no i I mean mini anxiety right (laughs) (laughs) mini anxiety when anyone calls you on a customer call like i work in techno just like oh god dude what are they gonna call me about (laughs) hopefully no one's dead sometimes i'll get a phone call from like him and i'm like i'm gonna pretend like i'm too busy to get this phone call because i don't want to fucking talk to him i think everyone has that mini anxiety when they answer any phone call from anyone just like you know what i'll just text him back and like 15 minutes oh yeah to make it seem like i wasn't next to my phone i was busy (laughs) and like hopefully we can divert it from being a phone call to just like a text conversation (laughs) yeah no yeah i've been there for sure what do you think's the longest call you've been on one crazy long call that i had this lady was at a Mm 7-eleven and someone she was getting money out of the atm and someone swiped her debit card 
and uh, her cash. Fuck. And was well, like, yeah, but it's like, dude, it's just debit card and cash. But she like react like she was on pursuing them in a vehicle, dude. For like, chasing after yeah, dude. She Sorry. was just like, they're dude. She was I, honestly, the call was hilarious. I know it sounds <laughs> terrible, but it was hilarious because she was just like, I'm on this street, I'm on this street, I'm on that one, I'm on this one, I'm going west. I'm like, oh my god, dude. I'm just updating the location like yeah. every single second. I'm oh, like, holy man. shit, this lady's all <laughs> over Chicago, dude. She's like. <laughs> then she gets on. Then she gets on the express where She's like, "I see them. I see them. I see them. They're right there." All of a sudden, dude, this is like twenty minutes of on the phone with her. I'm like, "Late, uh-huh. like, stop pursuing them. It's yeah. a debit card in cash. You're probably gonna get it you're refunded." You're telling her to stop the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, just stop. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna hurt yourself, or you're gonna like run into someone. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And after like 20, 25 minutes, she gets on the expressway. Dude causes like a six-person accident she with away. injuries. Yeah, fuck. She was just tailing these people for her debit card, including the people with the debit card. Yeah, they get out. Like all of those people. Well, at least she got them. Yeah, she crashed She got them, dude. At all costs. Yeah. She crashed into them and caused like a whole thing. Yeah, like six car accident. Did she like pit the car or like? I don't. I think it flipped. I think it was like a serious auto accident. Jesus. Yeah. Did her, her car ins- flip or? The- yeah. Oh, oh my god. Her insurance is probably. Way high now. Yeah, if got, they, if they the heard that call, card, dude. <laughs> got the debit card, but ruined, like, flipped her yeah, car. Yeah, exactly, dude. So it's not worth it, dude. It's not worth oh it. You'll get it replaced. You'll get the money back. But, like, someone That's... steals your shit. Don't, don't, don't cause a six. Yeah, don't cause a six-person auto accident Jesus. on the expressway. Like, I mean, know. one debit card that you could have called and had frozen. frozen. Yeah, and, literally. And some cash. Literally, dude. Like, I think it was, like, $60. Dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You spend that much of gas money chasing <laughs> six other people's cars or whatever. That's yeah. fucking ridiculous. You probably had to go to the hospital because she flipped over. Oh my god. Yeah, hopefully she was all right. But yeah, damn. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah, a lot of crazy. You on the phone like I told you so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ma'am, this is why. Did you hear her <laughs> flipping is... the car? Yeah, oh. we were on the line with her the whole time. What the? We heard the auto accident. Dude. Was she unconscious or did she say anything after no, she, she crashed? No, I just hung up because I heard the sirens. She wasn't saying anything anymore, so I just heard the sirens I hung up. Oh, my god! Yeah. You know, we got a lot of good stories from Tom in the 911 element of things. And now we're going to we're gonna move on to the pogo sticker, the jumper blaster. And we want to hear just a couple of your more intense stories as a professional pogo sticker, pogoer, um, you know, traveling the world to pogo stick and entertain. Jumper blaster, jumper blaster. extraordinary. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, closer. Yeah, robot mic. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys really want to know? I've been... Um, to 48 of the 50 states Damn. just pogoing jumping around i've been all around asia throughout europe uh barcelona and we just have to we're just trying to have a good time and really just promote this weird extreme sport where we jump 10 feet in the air and try to flip and grind and do things with pogo sticks so i'm assuming you started this when you were like a kid right like pogo yeah uh, my origin story yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. my origin give me your batman begins there you go brian begins here we go he's scared <laughs> of pogo sticks what happened was we went to me and my buddy earl earl pote uh we went to a fest like a festival thing, like a little fair where they had carnival ri- uh, rides and carnival games. Mm-hmm. And there was this one game where you had to like throw something at something or whatever. And um, I don't remember. But <laughs> I was I was like pretending, I was like, I'm really trying real hard to do this. I can't do it. And while I was pretending, acting, my buddy stole the prize of a pogo stick and ran away. <laughs> And then we learned how to pogo stick. <laughs> and Is he still pogoing too? Yeah, still pogoing after we stole that pogo stick. 
Um, Still got the same pogo stick. Yeah. That's the one we use. <laughs> and we spray painted it gold and put it on the wall. Uh, <laughs> but that was the beginning. Before there were like crazy pogo sticks. We were just like kids and. Uh, I moved around a lot and it was really easy to like connect to other people by having a, a unique talent. And yeah. then I saw online that there was a community and there was just all these artistic pogoers and weird people making cool music, but I were also interested in alternative sports. I was like, right on, this is the people I want to be with. And I stuck with it for like 10 years or so. And then they started making pogo sticks that jumped like 10, 15 feet in the air. And they wanted to promote these pogo sticks, but no one really did it. So, <laughs> so they asked, who has a passport? I was like, I have a passport. And they're like, we're going to send you to China. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I got to do a bunch of cool stuff like that. Uh, like some of the memories that really stick out is we were doing an event in Calgary in Canada called the Stampede. And my buddy Russ, I love Russ, he just won the... Ex Pogo World Cup, actually. So you check out that. What? Yeah, there's there's Dude. events. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask, is there like tournaments shit. to like yeah. see yeah. who's the best pogo? Yeah. Of course, and then one of them is called <laughs> no. Pogo Palooza. What's your yeah. rank? My rank, my rank is now judge. <laughs> <laughs> so pass number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did it for so long, but my uh, my uh, my claim to fame uh, claim to fame is that I was the first person to grind on a handrail with a pogo stick. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Dude, no. It's fun, but we were out in Calgary, yeah, and we were like throwing down, doing all these great shows, and we have this thing where we set up a high jump bar, and we tried to jump over the bar, and usually we make it. Uh, but this one time, Russ was like, I'm going to do this no-handed. And I'm like, no, Russ. I mean, yes, Russ, do it. <laughs> and so he goes up, he jumps up, going over nine feet. Amazing. Takes his hands off. His shorts get caught in the handlebar. And then he lands straight on his dick. Oh, and, oh, and, and that's oh, like, God. that's kind of like a like semi-normal thing. You don't want to happen, but it happens. But the worst case scenario is he tours urethra. Oh, <laughs> no! And the penis hole? Yeah, the the pee pee hole. Yeah, jumping on a pogo stick and ended up jumping on his pogo dick. <laughs> Dude, Holy shit! Did he bounce when he hit the ground? Yeah, he bounced, <laughs> com compressed the pogo stick with his and dick, went up. and then went back up, oh. and then came back down again. But he like landed. He looked at me and he's like, "Brian, I'm peeing." I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm peeing blood. <laughs> I'm like, all right, show cancel. Uh, let's go. Wait, were there people did watching you call this? 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you ever get the pogo blood no, call? No, no. This is a show people are watching. This is a show that I like. My dick is tingling like, right yeah, now. Around like 200 people are watching, and we just had to cut it to be like, sorry. This is a pogo related injury God. that we have to take care of right now. How's yeah. he doing now? Yeah, he just world, he won the World Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ oh, Koss, shit. a.k.a. Danger Russ. Shout can he have kids? Um, I don't know, but he can pee in like two different places at once. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Wait, they split it to two holes? No, no, it just goes that way now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck. God damn. You got to pay to play, man. You got to pay to pay. <laughs> what, what's your worst injury you've had? Uh, the worst injury I've had is I've hit my head a few times and like... Like done some crazy stuff. I lost my memory a little bit. I hit my head a few times. <laughs> that was perfect. I, 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 hit, I hit my head a few times. I done some crazy stuff. I hit my head a few times. I lost um, my memory a little bit. <laughs> I, I, bro I, I broke my tibia and fibia, so I have this double knee now. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. Oh. 
I've been hit by a car. Um, <laughs> Was this, the car moving? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Wait, so who I hit who? I hit the Wait car. <laughs> you hit the car. No, yeah, I had, I've hit a car, and then uh, I've also like been hit by a car, but that, the, the moving car was like not moving very fast, but it scared me. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's really fun. That was a good time, uh, other than the bleeding penis. <laughs> what would you say is like the craziest stunt that you've performed? That I've performed, I've done like stuff with fire. You light it up. I tried jumping down like twenty stairs before. Uh, my buddy wants to do El Toro. If you know it, that's like a yeah. big stair set. Uh, I've jumped. It's like you're just trying to jump stuff. I've jumped. <laughs> yeah, just, just going crazy. There's this spot in downtown LA that's like a uh, a big gap between one part of the freeway and another part, and there's like a 30 foot drop. And I'm I got my eye on that right now. Yeah, oh, yeah shit. Like, <laughs> man, I, stick to the judging. Don't yeah, yeah. don't get yourself <laughs> to tear your urethra or anything. For sure. <laughs> uh, someone's but, never seen this stuff, ex pogo. Ex pogo. You're just gonna be like, <laughs> mind blown. It's real. Go check it out. Honestly. We're trying to have fun and just spread the, the the pogo love. I recently just got a couple homies that moved out here, um, Tyler and Henry, and they're like two of the world's best jumpers. But there hasn't been a uh, representative in California other than me. I got to do a couple TV shows. I've been on like Jimmy Kimmel Live. Wow. Uh, this show Lady Dynamite on Netflix was fun, and. A couple things with like uh, Discovery Channel and stuff like that. So oh, if sick. there's a Hollywood agent, they go, "We need a guy who can fucking pogo." They yeah, it used, it used to be me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now it's the the younger guys. But I'm excited. And if you guys ever want to come and check it out, we can like meet up at Santa Monica. If you guys want to try these big old pogo sticks, it's definitely worth a look. It's definitely worth the try. Yeah, no, we, we can do it, Scott. We can see it. it, Scott. You got some pogo sticks at your place. I got a few You're regular pogo sticks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we just do them purely for exercise because my girlfriend was watching TikTok one day and she's like, it's great exercise to be pogo sticking. It really just, is. You know. Definitely check this out by just jumping and going for like, if you keep up at these big pogo sticks for uh, just like 30 seconds or so, it's like you're sprinting. It's like you're running really, for the yeah. whole time. Uh -huh. yeah. There's no stopping. You have to put all your muscle and then it's also coordination and balance. Right. And then once you get all that down and you feel comfortable, then you can start hucking the back flips and front flips and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like everyone that sees these dudes do pogo shit, they're like, can you do a backflip for us, bro? And, you're and like, Brian's like, do I want to die today? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, but yes, I will do that. No, no, me. that's not even true. But backflip's the easiest trick. Yeah. Front yeah. flip's harder? Uh, front flips are harder because they're kind of blind because yeah. you kind of like throw it. Uh, but right. backflip, if you can do one on a trampoline, you can do one on a pogo stick, and you can quote me on that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like, but the, the landing area is smaller. You, know, yeah, you land on like this. But if you just go and you lean back, you don't have to, you have to take your hands off. You don't have to take your feet off. You just have to lean back. You got the extra weight flinging yeah. you back around. It's too. not even that much extra weight. It's all centered to you. You want to be like a pencil. Yeah. So when you do that flip and you like bring it around, and all you have to do is just get that full flip and just commit, and you got it. Can you like stay up for like long periods of time, like no problem? That you uh, yeah, I want to beat the world record. The world record, like someone's done it for like I, I can't. Don't quote me on it, but like they did it for like twelve hours. And I'm like, if I take a little bit of acid, I can do this yeah. for like 24 hours yeah. and just be like excited. Cause I have the muscle memory. I've been doing yeah. it since I was 13. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Can you imagine being on acid and it's on great. a pogo stick? Yeah. You'd probably think that thing's a dragon just trying to tame it, dude. <laughs> no, dude. It's so fun. I've done it. <laughs> it's great. 
such a good time. So what's the, the coolest place you've been internationally? I, my favorite trip, like overall, 100%, is I flew to England. My, my best buddy, Mark, is from uh, uh, Reading, around at Reading, Crowthorne. Mm-hmm. And we took the channel, which is an underground train. We parked our car on this train, went under, went to France. And then drove from France to Barcelona. And all through the way, we met our friend who lives in uh, Daniel. He lives out in France in a farm country who also pogos. He hasn't <laughs> like saw another pogoer. So excited. Everywhere I go, man, there's pogoers. That's how I like get around. I moved to Oregon. Someone gives me a job because they know me and they pogo. And I'm like working at a winery. Come down here. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm working at whatever. It's all great. But <laughs> Bouncing we, around from job to job. Yeah, pogoing. Dude. For sure, it's such a great thing to like. <laughs> it's a great icebreaker. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, what do you got to talk about? Well, this weird pogo stick thing I can do. <laughs> we went from uh, France, and then we drove all the way to Barcelona. And then when we finished up that photo uh, video shoot, um, ex pogo Barcelona, which was great, amazing. We drove back. And we hung out in Paris and just pogoed the whole way through. It was just like a great, amazing pogo tour. That's do you just go around in public? Do, do you ever get like tickets for that shit or anything? Um, <laughs> no, it's like your mode of transportation is pogo. Yeah, it's, 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 it's no skating, dude. Just like no, like pogo stick, fucking sticker. <laughs> yeah. like, no pogo. <laughs> we try to get attention. Like yeah. we want to get kicked out. We want people yeah. to make a fuss about us yeah. and be like. Because we're trying to expand this and just like this is a real thing and if people more people tried this we'd like break more boundaries right. and more cool things would happen yeah. i think like these uh like skater kids and like bike people inliners and everyone who's like just talented like that if they try it and they can have a really good time because it's a way different experience yeah sure. like i love doing it because it, it gives me like a feel of like trampoline but then i can also have like precision trials and bounce off walls and just oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Huck yeah. myself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's fucking sick. Yeah. When's your next LA show? Uh I mean if you, you wanna hang out, you know, we can all go pogo at Santa Monica later. <laughs> yeah. You like have access to us, man. We'll put on a free show yeah. for you. Yeah. We'll throw it down. Especially uh <laughs> Tyler, Henry, these young kids. They just want to be seen, man. They just want to be like they want. Cool. They got something to prove. Yeah. Oh, and, dude, for sure. I yeah. got you. I got a camera. I'll come yeah. out there and get that pogo. After sure. this pod, we will watch some videos, and you're gonna see these tricks, and you're just be like, "How yeah. is that possible?" <laughs> yeah. There's this one called the. It's just like a crazy flip of faith, yeah, where the guy does a backflip off the pogo stick, does a 360 like uh, full body flip. And then lands back on the pogo stick. Oh, like pogo- let's go of it. Yeah, the what? pogo stick stays there. Just, what yeah. is the pogo yeah, stick in the air? Uh, it's like held. It's kind of like thrown at someone, and then someone grabs it and like throws it back at them. So it's a two-person <laughs> trick, what? and then you can get knocked the f out, man. Whoa. It's like is Tyler Henry gonna do that for Scott's YouTube? I mean, if you get them hyped enough, man, they'll do anything. I'm looking. For- hey, the one thing that I still need to see is the double flip. That hasn't been done yet. If we can get these kids hyped enough and we get a crowd around them, start chanting, Poco, Poco, Poco. Bro, that scares me though. Like, I, I wouldn't be the, I wouldn't want to be the cause. Just like, bring some waivers. I'm filming, and like the yeah. reason that someone tries a double flip and yeah. fucking breaks their skull open is like because he was filming. That's his fault. Like, nine one no, no, one no. called on ex Pogo. <laughs> You're just an innocent bystander. We're not in your property. Just it's there. All good. I just happen to be filming. No one's <laughs> ever done. No one ever done like double flip. 
No one's uh, people have d- jumped off it the dismount. Yeah. So you dismount off it and double flip and land on your feet. But no one's done the double flip land on the pogo really? stick yet. Um, it sounds I, like it would be really hard to get like the first one because it swings over, and then the, getting it back oh, up yeah. the second time seems like the hard part. Yeah, yeah. it's just Very. all like commitment. I think people can do it, but it's just like until someone does it, you don't know if they, you can. And right. once it d- happens, I feel like we're gonna see three, four people do it. Well, damn! Um, thank you guys so much for showing up and doing the podcast. You flew out from Chicago visiting a friend out here. Denver. Sorry. Okay, you lived in Chicago. <laughs> now you live in Denver. You flew out, made a trip out of it so you could hang out with some friends. Yeah, dude. And uh, come on the podcast. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate you coming on as well. Yeah. Sick. Love to hear about the pogo. Oh yeah, spread the word. Enjoy like spread the word. Like new homies. It's always X-Pogo. great. And uh, thanks so much for having us, dude. Dude, of course. Thank Fuck you yeah. so Thanks, much man. for having us. So, you have anything you want to shout out? We got X Pogo logo and we got X Pogo over here. Shout out to my mama and, of course, my beautiful wife, Natalie. I love you. You're the best. Nice. Thing ever. Shout out, Good mama and Natalie. We love you. Shout out. <laughs> well, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs down if you didn't like it. Leave a comment below. Um, we love uh, reading your comments. Of course, and also if you're an audio listener, uh, give us a give us a nice review for some Pogo 901 yeah. masterpieces over here, storytelling. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much, Tom and Brian, for coming on. If you have anything else that you want to plug, if you anything yeah. else you want to say, last thing I gotta say, look at dude, I commented, I liked, and subscribed, and you know what, I made it on the podcast, baby. So if you might, if you do that, Could who knows. Good. Yo, be like Tom. Yeah. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. I guess we didn't say Tom came on the podcast because he commented on a video. Oh, He's really? like, have me on. Literally. And I messaged him. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jack's crazy like, enough. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> there was yeah. another video that was a little eerie, and I was like, dude, I'll do this shit for free, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah it was the da- the Davo podcast. Davo. Davo, Sorry. dude. Davo. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. NGMI. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.